Oh, it's Ken Cotton! That's what it's called, pantophobia. Not fear of pants, though, if that's what you're thinking. It's fear of everything. Hey, Jeff Wag here from the College of Curiosity. This time we're going to hear somebody who I happen to know. It is my son, Fisher. And he has a rather unusual fear. But is it a fear? I don't know. Let's just listen and have him tell the story. I'm, I'm Fisher. I'm a game designer and a musician, and I work full-time at Staples. Tell us about your concern with a common food item. Well, when it's near me, it makes me feel physically sick. Uh, if it's scattered around, I will avoid touching it at every single opportunity. Um, it makes me nervous to think about it or talk about it at all. Um, oh, and altogether, it just makes me very, very anxious. You haven't said the name of what it is. Yeah. I was just going to say, do you want one it's, of us to it's say what it is? It's uncomfortable to say. It's uncomfortable to say popcorn. It doesn't feel good when I say it. Okay, so I'm afraid we're going to have to, we're going to push you a little bit outside your comfort zone here. I'm um, okay with that. <laughs> We have a lot of questions. Did you have like an incident? Has this always been a major thing in your life? It's a new thing relatively in my life uh, because uh, until I was about, um, I'd say probably around seven years old, it wasn't really an issue. In fact, I was a huge popcorn fan. In fact, the whole family was, uh, particularly Jeff, because we actually had a movie theater in our house and you know, we watch movies and you eat popcorn when you watch movies. And I, it wasn't a problem for me until I used to have these really strange, vivid dreams about walking. And I would walk in this carpeted room and it would turn into popcorn and I would like try to eat it. But it tasted like carpet, really gross carpet. And that just stuck with me, I think. And it's just been so super gross to think about it or touch it or anything since then. When we're talking about popcorn, it's popped corn that you have an issue with. It's popped corn. Even even actually pops, too, is gross. But actually, most cereals with corn in them, I'm actually okay with, as long as it's not identifiable as corn from the off-go. So, like, Frosted Flakes, hell yes. But, like, corn on the cob? Corn on the cob is okay sometimes. If corn on the cob is, like, buttered to death, yes. Um, if, if it's off the cob, it can be okay. Uh, there's like these weird dried out corn snack things that somebody tried to get me into because they thought it would cure my popcornophobia. Corn uh, nuts. Uh, no, not corn nuts. They, they're, they're a little bit different. I cannot remember for the life of me what they were called. They, they were just, they were dehydrated essentially. It was just like uh, popcorn kernels. It was sweet, but I could not get it out of my mind what it was because it resembled popcorn. It was, it was a bad time. <laughs> Uh, candy corn, I really enjoy candy corn. In fact, when people say candy corn is the worst candy, I usually argue with them. I really enjoy candy corn. And I really enjoy cornbread as well. It's not corn in particular. It's just the idea of popcorn, the process of making popcorn, the smell of popcorn, the taste of popcorn, and the texture of popcorn too. Have you ever done anything totally insane to either avoid popcorn or to to stop other people from knowing that you were scared of it or didn't like it? Recently, I went on a huge Facebook rant about it because uh, I'm the only person who has a desk and they decided to go back to my desk, prop their feet up and apparently eat an entire bag of popcorn and leave a huge mess. 
And I came in the next morning and basically I was frozen for like 20 minutes. Luckily, I was the only one in the store, so nobody was there to witness it and think I was super freaking weird. Did Um, that person know? Before they did that? I have no idea because I still have no idea who it was. I went on kind of a witch hunt. I told all the managers like, hey, this is not cool. Um, nobody's come forth. I don't blame them because I was pissed. Um, I was I was ready to crack some skulls. Uh, other times I've run screaming from it literally in the past. My friends thought it was really funny to like buy a bunch of kettle corn at, and chase me around with it. I've never been bullied in my life, like truly bullied, but that made me feel like garbage. And they all thought it was funny because they, they have no under they have no idea how disgusting it is for me. It's it's hard to understand and it's hard to describe it to people who think it's just a harmless everyday object. It's it's a problem and it definitely affects my social life <laughs> to a very minor but definitely noticeable degree. Do you avoid seeing movies in a theater? So no. But I've worked out the science of which rows of the movie theater have the most popcorn spilled in them. And it's always, always the middle center rows, which is prime viewing area. Because people come, they buy a ton of snacks and camp out there long before the movie starts. So they have prime viewing area, but then they spill their snacks. So the places I usually go are in the upper left and right hand corners of the theater to avoid the mess. And do your friends know? Mostly when you're going to the movies? So my good friends do. I haven't really been to the movies that much with friends. And uh, when I do go, I don't make a big deal of it. Uh, It's just kind of like an internal screaming. Would you trade this fear for something else? If you could like be afraid of something a lot of people are afraid of? Oh, hell yes. I would gladly replace it with something that's avoidable, namely a fear of slippers or something. Heights? Heights. Uh, Actually, if I had a fear of heights at my job, I would probably be fired. (laughs) But would you trade? Probably not for fear of heights, no. It's all types, not like caramel corn or Cracker Jacks or those little puffed corn disc things that people on a diet eat for about a week and then throw away. Oh, you really don't like those? That's interesting. Those, those are the devil, dude. Um, they, huh. they <laughs> um, at Staples actually, we sell a lot of popcorn. <laughs> of course. I didn't know this when I signed up. Um, Why? I didn't, it's so weird. So at Staples, we sell office snacks and oh. um, so um, microwave popcorn. No, 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 no. It's worse. We sell microwave popcorn, but we also sell these huge tubs of like pre-popped caramel corn uh, and gift stuff. Popcorn. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, gift stuff. Um, and actually, I'm so glad I don't work in Copy and Print Center. People still use popcorn to cushion packaging. Especially in Vermont. Actual popcorn? Yeah, the idea was that, hey, all those little puff things aren't biodegradable. So if you pop popcorn and use that as packing material, it's biodegradable. But it also attracts rats and mice and... It's a bad time. <laughs> um, the biggest thing about how it affects my work life would probably be actually when I'm... I have to count the stock for everything. When food comes into the store, I have to count it and I have to handle it and I have to go place it on the shelves. And Popcorners, which is the name of those chips that are made out of popcorn... Um, oh, okay. The problem is those bags look identical to like chips that I like. And several times I have accidentally purchased popcorn chips, opened them up, smelled it, and been just nope. Nope, 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 nope. And then I just have a bad day. The movie Troll 2, which is actually one of my favorite crappy films to watch with friends, 
there's this one scene that I actually find terrifying that like the witch of the swamp is making out with one of the kids trying to turn him into plants because that's the story of the movie. And while she's doing that, she's got these corn cobs and the corn cobs are exploding into popcorn. <laughs> that was like genuine sexual horror. What's the uh, most unusual thing you've done to avoid popcorn? We used to have this book club when I was a kid and I would go to the book club that people would like bring snacks, these book clubs and stuff. And uh, people usually wouldn't bring popcorn, but people brought brownies. And I used to then what's a big thing is putting like chunks of stuff in brownies. And for some reason, my friends decided to tell me that there was popcorn in the brownies. I don't know why. And I was like pretty shy as a kid. I didn't really want to talk to other other kids' parents at all about anything. It's um, never fun for anyone ever. Yeah, I was like, would I seem like a complete moron if I asked the parents if they put popcorn in the brownies? Because I can't tell at this point because there's obviously something white. And I actually did ask the parent and yet lo and behold, they thought I was a moron. And it was just all together an entirely embarrassing experience and turned out to be just peanuts or something, uh, which I was allergic to. So that worked out. Do you ever tell people that you're allergic to popcorn just to be like, keep it I have not told people I'm. I have not told people I'm allergic. No, I probably did that when I was a kid. Uh, I, what I have told people is that if they ever brought popcorn to me or any sort of things, we would cease being friends and you'd be on my burn notice list. <laughs> wow, harsh. Uh, the ones who do know about my issue, they are in general at least empathetic. They have certain things that they're not a huge fan of. It's all good. It's just popcorn in particular. It's like if I see popcorn, I, I instantly go hunting for a vacuum or I like don a bunny suit and go in quarantine mode. This, Would you say it, that you feel more it, disgusted or or more dread when you're around popcorn? Definitely more dread, but uh, the more and more I look at it, I'm, there is definitely a sickening feeling associated with it. If I think about it too much, it can make me gag. I have definitely gagged to the point where it has actually um, affected uh, speaking to people. Do you think that popcorn finds you in more places than other people who are not scared of it or who don't hate it? I, f I think I find it is what it is. Um, I, if I'm in somebody's house, I'm constantly scanning. Popcorn is like probably the messiest snack food I've ever seen in my life. And it, it just falls everywhere. You can't see it in the carpet. You can't see it on your shoes. You, you wouldn't even know. It's so light. It doesn't even crunch. It's smushy, too, so it can get smushed into stuff like jam. Uh, it's just... Uh. So do you notice it in those places? All those places where I wouldn't notice it? If it's like yes. there's a bit of it in the carpet or something? Instantly. Yeah, it's it's highly recognizable to me. Do you have any issues with styrofoam peanuts that kind of look like popcorn but aren't? No, but... I do have issues with hole punches, and they spill over every once in a while, and a whole bunch of flittering hole punches fall, and something about the shading of those and the bright white texture and like falling to the ground and getting scattered over the place uh, reminds me instantly of popcorn. Those are called chads, for what it's worth. It's especially when there's one alone, or if there's like a couple in a small pile, because I'll glance over. And I'll see it, and then I'll have to like look at it and study it and make sure that it's not popcorn. There isn't co popcorn mixed up oh, in it. Oh, I something. can see how tiny, how tiny little chads overlapping would actually kind of look like popcorn from a distance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just overlapping tiny circles in, in irregular 
irregularly overlapping. Yeah, that would. And if it is there, you want to clean it up yourself. You want to get someone else to remove it. Like, what's the the next building down to the ground? I used to. I used to ask other people to clean it in my home. I asked my brother to clean it, (laughs) but when I am out in uh, the real world. It's a real pain in the ass because I don't want to touch it. I don't want anything to do with it. So I have to wear gloves. Um, and usually if there's a mess where I work, I come in before everybody else. So I'm able to clean it up before other people show up. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's not uh, a huge issue uh, cleaning it up. It's just a huge issue of uh, thinking about how I'm going to clean it up and getting those resources. Have you ever had to go to extraordinary lengths to hide your fear? From friends or acquaintances? I never talked about it at school unless I was in a group of friends. Like, But uh, I would never talk about it during projects. Even when we had several projects about phobias. And again, I really don't consider it a phobia. I would talk about it with people who I know won't betray me on a whim. But I would never talk about it with people who I was just introducing myself. Was it because you were afraid they would think it was funny to bring a lot of popcorn to you? Or because oh, you I, were embarrassed? I, or I know they would. Um, because these kids are again, sociopaths. Uh, with my friends, yeah, because, I suppose uh, because, yeah. Uh, because I have so much experience with my friends, my, my friends, people who I like legitimately associate with, talk to every day, would still chase me around with this popcorn. People whose houses I would be sleeping over, and they would, they, they didn't, they don't really understand. I hesitate to say anguish, but yeah, it is, it is anguish. It is anguish, really. And what's weird is that they keep trying to get me to try it, thinking that it's gonna fix everything. Oh, you just try it; it's gonna fix everything. And I keep telling them, you know, I have tried it. I have tried it. I've done it. And actually, at one point um, in middle school, my friends paid me to actually like eat some popcorn. And I did. And you know what? As I remember, it wasn't that bad of an experience. He likes it. He likes it. But it doesn't matter. It still makes me greatly uncomfortable. This is kind of fascinating. I'm reading about other people who despise popcorn. It's the look of it. It's the kind of crinkly, weird, holy kind of look of it. Is that the case with you? Does everything else simply remind you of how it looks, or is it really just the whole package? It's really the whole package. I've I've watched this animation once where these maggots danced around inside of a corpse, and neither of those things really bother me. It's when they zoomed out, and I looked at the corpse, and, and it looked like popcorn. The shading of it was just bad enough that it resembled popcorn, and I, I thought just for a second, wow, it's a giant kernel of popcorn with the, all these twists and curves like some sort of deep cabin of hell. It was bad. Uh, I but, love uh, that. I love that story <laughs> because you're like, I was looking at this corpse full of maggots and then for a second i felt horrified because it might have been popcorn (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly turns out it was safe it was just maggots (laughs) yeah well i love this and i think we have nothing but respect for fears around here i I still don't describe it as a fear fisher i wonder if you are willing to watch a video of popcorn popping in slow motion and, and then just describe to us what you're feeling as you watch it or you could just say no yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. Uh, where the kernel bursts open, and it kind of... Um, I hate that they're wet. I really, really hate that, that they're wet, and... Oh, God. They're wet, and then it, like, explodes into this big white thing, like a, um, 
the carapace of a cricket or something. Um, uh, yeah, no, the, the liquid is worse, makes it way worse, and yeah, then you can see it flipped inside out, and uh, it's, um, yeah, no, that's, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I stopped it. I, I only got 13 seconds in. It, I definitely feel jittery, and it's just altogether. Um, uh, I can feel my heart rate rising a little bit, actually, but it's it's more of a, a stress. It stresses me out, man. <laughs> well, the good news is is that of all the fears you could possibly have, you have one that you can avoid to some extent. It's not as debilitating as saying being afraid to go outside, which is much more common. It's getting worse. It's kind of everywhere. It is. And it's really shocking to me how absolutely everywhere it is. And Do you uh, get hit with popcorn at the movies ever? Uh, people have thrown popcorn at me. And oh, It's an interesting thing you mentioned there because, um, you know, Ace Hardware. If you ever go to an Ace Hardware store, there's a popcorn machine right as soon as you walk in. Why? Again, why is there, why is there a popcorn machine in a hardware store? Because it's a cheap. And I will go to Ace Hardware just to get the popcorn. I'm sorry. Is this awful for you to hear? <laughs> yeah, it's another one of those things I've just I've just kind of accepted as challenges that I'm going to run into. <laughs> and that's a very important thing you just said. You've accepted it as a challenge. You're finding some strength in dealing with this. It's, it's very easy to make fun of this because somebody who doesn't have this fear will think it's silly. But that's true for all phobias and anxieties, you know? Well, yeah, I was going to say a jerk who doesn't have this fear. <laughs> like, right, right. I mean, I don't have this specific issue with popcorn, but I can be terrified of all manner of things. I feel like people will be more curious than jerky about it, is my guess. Nice people, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> decent, decent adults. I would, I would say that a lot of teenagers and people in their early 20s probably will haze someone. Right. Once you get popcorn. past the sociopath phase of your life, then it becomes yeah. easier. I really hope so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As people grow older and have experiences and bad things happen to them, it generally changes, I think, a lot of people's outlook. So how do people get over things that are disgusting in their lives? Cognitive behavioral therapy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's, it. yeah, that's probably how they do it. Yeah, with an emphasis on the behavioral part. So the good news for you, Fisher, is that if this problem keeps getting worse, there is an effective treatment that can be done to help you deal with it. it it's not like they're going to make you love popcorn and you're going to go get the big refillable tub every time you go to the movies. But they'll make it such that um, if you have to find a piece of popcorn on your movie theater seat, it's not going to be a big deal. There is hope for these things. It's just a matter of you having to decide which is more disruptive to my life, dealing with this or getting help for it at this point i don't feel a need to go get help for it um and i definitely don't really have the time for that really in my life at the moment mm -hmm. it's not a high priority it's something i'm able to function daily without worrying about at this point and actually surrounding myself with it at work has actually helped mm. um nowadays my reaction is more anger they're being rude it's just like they left uh apple cores or slugs on your chair exactly well, I just want to say that you've been such a great sport for having us yes. interrogate you about this. Thank you so much for sharing this with us and for being brave enough to go through it because it was an act of bravery and I appreciate it. I'm sure the other hosts do too. And well, you, I mean, you mentioned at the beginning, it was difficult to even talk about. So uh, we applaud you. Well, you're, you're very welcome. Uh, and thanks for the opportunity. <laughs>
we talked with our resident mental health person, Jenna, about why a fear of popcorn might develop. Yeah, phobias can be very strange. I mean, most people who have a specific phobia tend to have like a couple others. Mm -hmm. That's more common than not, although not necessary, obviously. But something that always gives me comfort is that everybody has their things. Mm -hmm. And everybody can find things to do with it. It's up to you how much you want to figure out the why of it. Mm -hmm. And if you want to delve into the root of it so you can understand and remove that fear or make your day-to-day -day life easier, then certainly. I think some of the biological characteristics and some of the experiences could be very subtle. You know, I guess that's where you would decide if you want to figure it out or not or if you want to work more on coping strategies. You know, if somebody wanted to look into that with a therapist, they might decide like, you know what, maybe just some of these earlier experiences created kind of a template in my mind. And mm -hmm. for whatever reason, I made this association at this particular point in time. And all that anxiety is kind of, you know, present for me now. Yeah, so there's that school of thought, you have to bring, you know, these deeper things into awareness, or mm -hmm. this is school of thought, like we have to start with the behavioral functioning. And once that's more adaptive, if you want to move on to other things, good for you. Does he want to fix it? He said the effort he'd have to put into therapy would be greater than the effort he has to deal with. To go yeah. Like, you know. Well, and I think so, that's perfectly yeah. fair. If you feel fine with what's going on, then you don't necessarily need to go see therapy. I think there's this idea that if you have a phobia or if you have sort of an issue that you can identify, whether anxiety, depression, whatever, everyone's like, well, you need to go see a therapist right. so you can fix it. And it's like, well, everybody has their things. They might even be very specific things. It could be popcorn or stepping on fish. And yeah, people decide to cope with that how they want. So, I mean, if your son gets along in the world just fine, then good for him. Keep it up. And if it changes, well, um, you can look for resources then. Fisher continues to avoid popcorn, but since we recorded this, he has left the popcorn-strewn halls of Staples and is now developing video games under the brand Super Massive Unbelievable Games. You can try his award-winning mashup of Tetris and Breakout at smugames.com. And that's it for our show. Thanks to Fisher for sharing his story with us, Jenna for talking to us about it, and especially to you for listening. Our hosts are Mark Gronke, Aubrey Henretti, and myself, Jeff Wagg. This has been a production of the College of Curiosity. You can find us on Facebook and at collegeofcuriosity.com. Hey there, Jeff again. I'd just like to let you know that we have a trip for the curious planned for the first weekend of August 2016. We'll be taking over a dark sky site high in the Colorado Rockies for some exploration and astronomy. During the day, we'll visit some local sites such as Wolf Mountain, where we may have a close encounter with actual wolves, and Bishop's Castle, one man's hand-built fortress in the sky. Then we'll gather for a meal and talk about how ancient Americans viewed the stars and get some instructions for how to use the array of telescopes we'll have set up. If the weather cooperates, and it's likely to, we should be able to see things such as Pluto, nebulae, and galaxies, and the amazing glow of our galactic disk known as the Milky Way. 
Space is unlimited, but we only have room for so many. Full details are available at collegeofcuriosity.com. We hope you can join us.